What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below if you're looking for courses and training in the stock market for Canadians. But in today's video, we are diving into two stocks that I've personally been adding to my portfolio. If you didn't catch the last video my dad and I did, we actually put an entire section of that video, I'll put a timestamp up for you, addressing some of the more controversial statements that I may have made in a previous video. And if you are someone that, you know, was a little, uh, a little unhappy with what I said uh, in one of those videos, my fault. I wasn't really the clearest with what I meant. Basically what I was trying to get at through that last video was that I am being more selective with my stock picks. I am not out of the market. I'm not trying to time or pick a bottom. I'm still 80, 85% invested, but with the cash that I have, I am being more selective. With that said, today I'll be sharing with you two of the stocks that I have identified as stocks that I like for my personal portfolio. We can dive into those right away. If you guys enjoy, please do give this video a thumbs up, but let's get it started here with the company number one, and it is Activision Blizzard, ticker ATVI. This stock is now trading for under $60 USD per share. So as we can see from this share price chart, it has fallen off a cliff, and it actually experienced something very similar to this back in 2018. Uh, I've been riding this all the way through. I've been a shareholder of Activision for a few years now. This is one of the world's largest video game producers for those not familiar with the company. This is the company behind the franchise names like Call of Duty, like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Candy Crush, so mobile games, you name it. There's a bunch more obviously, but let me start off by saying this is going to be a controversial pick. And I wanna get that out there and clear the air. I'm gonna do more of a controversial pick, more of a growthy pick and then follow up with a pick that just everyone's gonna like and that everyone can't argue with. But this is my pick that's a little more on the edgy side because as part of my personal investment strategy, at times what I like doing is actually identifying and almost aiming for companies that are under a period of distress. Hopefully this distress that they're going through is a short-term temporary thing. It can be very difficult to do because you're essentially trying to buy in a very, very downtrending market. Uh, you never want to catch a falling knife, but at the same time, if it does play out, this is where you can get rewarded with some very, very attractive prices. Now, Activision Blizzard is a clear case of this to me. This is a company that has been going through a lot of issues on the corporate side. And when I talk corporate side, I'm talking here, their corporate culture is crap. They're under a lot of scrutiny for mistreating their employees. Honestly, you put a bunch of video gamer nerds, a bunch of developers, these sweaty guys that uh, really are into this space, you pack them in a company in a room and you give them a bunch of money, you're gonna have problems. And um, that's not to say that these aren't serious or you know, I'm not trying to kind of joke about this because it obviously is a serious problem for a lot of people. A lot as to the fact that they would actually stay away from this company. But let me explain to you guys why despite this stuff, I actually do think this is a good stock to buy. And we'll start here at the top for those that maybe aren't too up to speed with this company in terms of size, in terms of reach. Activision Blizzard is a company that's been growing their revenues year after year after year. In the trailing 12 months, they pulled in $9 billion in revenue, 2.6 billion of that hitting the bottom line. More importantly to me, this is a company that's finding ways to become more efficient. And let me explain what I mean through an example. 
For those that do follow this company, you will know that a long-awaited update, and this is now live, was the release of their new Warzone map. This is something that I believe is gonna generate a ton of revenue for the company. Warzone in and of itself, which is a game produced by Activision, this has been a hit with the audience since it was released. Back in 2020, it actually beat out FIFA 20. So EA Games FIFA 20, which as we know is year after year, top selling game. Well, in 2020, this was actually the highest earning game in more recent data or more recent news. Here's an article stating that Warzone alone generates $5.2 million per day for the company. Now, I actually dug a little bit deeper than that. And even within the article, it does state that technically that number is taken from the modern warfare sales, which is still under the Activision umbrella, but they basically took those sales of about 1.9 billion spread them across um, to kind of get a day-to-day number. So not entirely accurate. Nevertheless, this company is making money and they are hit and they are growing. They launch these releases time after time. They do very, very well. And when I talk about a business becoming more efficient in this space, Warzone is a great example. They've switched this to a model, which is a free to play battle royale. Now for our older viewers, I may be speaking completely gibberish to you and that may make no sense. And you know what? That's okay. Just, it's a free to play battle royale. It is what it is. But essentially this is a completely new type. It's a completely new approach on how a company gets their product out. It's no longer a matter of getting into your GameStop or getting into your EB games and going out and purchasing a physical copy, like a hard disc that you're going to go put into your console or your game. You can still purchase things that way, but they are transitioning. They're moving into this digital way of delivering their product. And that is huge. A free to play game where it draws in all sorts of people on a free basis in the front door, and then they can find ways to monetize these users through in-game purchases. Uh, microtransactions is really the more technical term that we should use for this, but that's things like buying you know, new guns, new updates. You can buy games that will give you better features in here, battle passes, you name it. What this company is doing to evolve and to adapt to the changing consumer trend is they're switching to doing this delivery method all through digital. And what comes with doing it in a more digital form or a more format of delivering is that this is a much higher margin way that this company makes money. They don't have to worry about selling these old boxy things and shipping them out. It all happens through your computer. Now, nevertheless, despite that being a major positive in the direction for the company, the stock has still been crushed. Actually, to look at it, stock is down over 40% off highs. And it's pretty crazy to think that earlier this year, this has all happened within a one year span in 2021, this stock was trading above $100 per share. That said, with the stock dropping now, why it is becoming so attractive to me is it trades today with a PE, a trailing PE of 17 times. Now that number may not mean a lot to you, but if we look at this on more of a timeline basis or more of a linear fashion, where this number jumps out to me is that when we take a look at this compared up against their five-year average, anywhere that they've traded over the past number of years, we are in territory, we're in a range that is nowhere close. On a forward earning basis, we see the stock is trading at a price to earnings multiple of 14. And I've personally followed this stock for years now. Um, I've held this stock actually for years, again, up and down. And I'm used to seeing this stock trading with a multiple of 30, with a multiple of 40. 
what's crazy is that as the stock is getting cheaper and cheaper, it's not so much a slowdown in the company's numbers that's resulted in this. There have been areas, uh, certain parts of their business, World of Warcraft being one that is slowing down. It's definitely declining and uh, downtrending. But in general, the numbers are looking good. It's more or less uh, the, the narrative and very rightly so, that is coming along with the company that is sending this, this stock down. To take a look at some of the recent earnings, these are the Q3 numbers, by the way. Activision segment revenue grew year over year to a new record on a year-to-date basis. Call of Duty Mobile net bookings grew 40% year over year in the third quarter. Blizzard, their other segment, Blizzard segment revenue grew 20% year over year in the third quarter. 26 million monthly active users. 26 million still playing the games each and every quarter. Uh, King, this is their more mobile segment, we could call it. King segment revenue grew 22% year over year to a new quarterly record. King had 245 million monthly active users. To me, when I look at this case, and again, this is just a stock that I've added, and I'm kind of sharing with you guys what I'm doing, and it may not necessarily mean that it is a right stock for you. You always got to factor in your own decisions, do your own due diligence. But I look at a drop in a stock like this. I see these uh, multiples that they're trading at. It's kind of a, a way off. It's a way off. You know, you got to weigh. got to weigh uh, essentially the company's negativeness on the corporate side, uh, in their ESG side, basically comparing that up with, in my opinion, a price that is now dipping into undervalued territory and making that assessment of whether you think this is a company that can fix that side of things or if whether or not that's even gonna matter and if the numbers are gonna prevail after all. In general, for me personally, I am a fan of Activision Blizzard not what is happening on the corporate side, what is happening with the harassment. Of course not. That is something that we don't condemn. We don't uh, condone, of course. But from a numbers perspective, from a business perspective, I don't think it should be overlooked You know how difficult it is to build up a library of these successful franchise games You know, year after year after year after year. I think that that does provide a moat within this business. I do believe that at these levels, trading at a 17 PE, this stock is underpriced. It doesn't quite mean that we've found a bottom and it's very likely that you buy this stock and it continues to downtrend. But in general, buying into these weaker times, assuming the company can kind of get their footing straight in terms of the corporate side of things, I think that this could turn out to be a great long-term hold. And that's why uh, Activision Blizzard was the first stock that I personally added. Shares today trading again for just under $60. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Now, moving on into our second pick, let's take a big breath here and move on to a much more eh, 
Maybe not, uh, maybe not actually, because this company does have their fair share of stuff, but I think it's a much more generally accepted stock. Stock number two that I have been adding is the company Johnson & Johnson, ticker J&J. Today's shares trade for $164 USD. It's seen a bit of a dip, nothing close to that of Activision Blizzard. Uh, it was down actually as high as about as high as of about 12%, but they have had a nice little tick up here in the past week or so. Shares are down 8%. And for me, this was a time to buy the dip, as they say. And actually, Johnson & Johnson was a company that I owned uh, a number of years back. I sold it out a couple years ago. Now's my time to go back and start to build up this position. Johnson & Johnson is, of course, one of the world's most well-known, renowned pharmaceutical companies. We don't need to get into that in terms of what they do. We all know Johnson & Johnson. They did just post a great quarter and they're continuing to grow even at their massive size. Q3 revenues for this company up 11%. Just pretty phenomenal when you think about the size that this is. During the quarter, that's $23 billion, $23.3 billion that they generated in revenue. Uh, earnings were up about 3% as well. Big news with this company to be aware about, of course, if you haven't heard, Johnson & Johnson does have plans to split up the company. And they're planning to do so within the next 18 to 24 months. In particular, they're looking to split off into two separate businesses, one that focuses on consumer products, the other that would be their pharmaceutical business and their medical devices. So their consumer products business would of course include products like the Band-Aids, uh, the Neutrogena, Aveeno, uh, Listerine, like there's a whole bunch of them. This would without a doubt be the more stable side, the more consumer-based side and uh, not as high growth, but more or less, let's call it the boring portion of this spinoff, uh, kind of steady as she goes. That leaves the other side of their business, which would be things like their medical devices, their prescription drugs, their vaccines, uh, obviously a big player in vaccines. This is gonna be an area where it is a little bit more uh, risky. And that's just a flat out way of putting it. There is a lot more that goes into it uh, in terms of the developmental side of these drugs and the experimenting that they have to do. Uh, a lot less, a lot more uh, unknowns, we can say with, a, with that side of the business. Nevertheless, talking about what that split up means, at least in my opinion, I don't know about you guys, but I think a trend that we've noticed in the investment world, if you look back over the past probably decade or so, actually beyond that, a trend that was happening was that companies were actually kind of uh, joining forces. They were kind of conglomerating and becoming these big, powerful companies. And divisions would kind of link up. They'd become this big mishmash of a company, you know, synergies, cut down costs, whatnot. That was kind of the thing to do. Well, nowadays, I think it's starting to become a bit of a trend to see these big companies kind of break up and kind of split off. And that's not in anyway, actually a bad thing. A great example that I can think about with a stock that I own that I've experienced this with recently was United Technologies. And United Technologies was a company that did obviously break up and spin off. They spun off Carrier, they spun off Otis, and this actually unlocked a lot of value for honestly all three businesses to operate as independent companies. Now, how the Johnson & Johnson split up is going to play out it's near impossible, at least I believe, for the average person like you and me to to predict and to really get a, a finger on what exactly is gonna happen. I think when things like this happen is that we do have to put a lot of faith in the management team. And we have to put our trust in a company and whoever's running the ship to say they've crunched their numbers, they've done the calculations, they're in the back room doing what they have to do and and trusting in them to say, 
they're doing what's best for the company. They're doing what's best for shareholders. And I think it'd be almost a, a, a fallacy. I don't know if that's the word to use, a fallacy, or it'd be, um, you know, it'd be silly. It'd be silly to think that we know uh, any better than they do. But with a company like Johnson & Johnson, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't trust management with the business, the brand that they've built over the years. Another reason why I like the stock and why I added it to my portfolio is I feel that this is a good stock to own and hold during, well, honestly, during pretty much any type of market, but especially this is a stock that I feel would hold up well during a recession. When we do ultimately enter into one, this is what I would consider to be a growth stock, not a growth stock, don't get me wrong, but a stock that will deliver you growth while still being a very defensive play. The reality is the need for healthcare regardless of what's going on in our world, uh, whether we're in a bull market, whether we're in a bear market, everybody needs medicine. Everybody needs band-aids. Everybody needs vaccines and facial lotion. Uh, everybody needs that. Not to mention that if you do look at the statistics and you look basically at our world and the demographics out there, we can't overlook the fact that we do have an aging population. And the sad fact of it is that as you get older, you typically need a little more uh, medicines. You need a little bit more healthcare. There's just no argument on my end that Johnson & Johnson is in, a, is in a position to just continue doing what they're doing. And I see that being the case for the foreseeable future, whether they're one company or two. Now to talk about the dividend very briefly, this stock pays a dividend of 2.58%, which is a modest dividend, but honestly right in line with what J&J does typically pay. In fact, actually a little bit higher uh, from what I've been monitoring over the past little while. One of the best track records of paying dividends out there, 59 consecutive years of increases. So not just paying dividends, but nearly 60 years, six decades of increasing dividends. Uh, the annual payout per share is $4.24 per share, all doing so with a payout ratio of 43%. So obviously the dividend was a big reason for me investing in this stock. Uh, nothing to worry about here on my end. Honestly, this is a stock that I felt that I've kind of missed. There's kind of been a gap in my portfolio since I sold this stock a couple of years back. I've been just waiting for the time that I felt was right to buy this stock. Today with a PE of 24, I think this is very fair for Johnson & Johnson. By no means is it a screaming discount, but the fact that the shares have dipped down a little bit, I just took it as an opportunity in my portfolio to nibble away at this dip and to start building up my position. I did add this stock in my uh, RRSP. That's just the place that I decided to put it. But this is a stock that I do believe is pretty suitable for almost all types of investors. Older, younger, middle age, very hard to argue with the company Johnson & Johnson, pull in a nice, reliable dividend along the way. But those really are a quick update there, guys, on two stocks that I've been buying. And I guess you can call it a two stocks to buy video. As always, do your own research, do your own due diligence, especially if you're looking at a stock like maybe an Activision Blizzard, which is one that, as mentioned, a lot more controversial, uh, a lot more uh, volatile, to say the least, and a lot more going on within the company. And it's got to be one that you can back for uh, moral reasons and for uh, whatever whatever goes into you, you deciding what stocks fit into your portfolio. But I know it's been a while since I posted a stocks to buy video. So here it is for you guys. If you guys enjoyed, take a moment and drop a big thumbs up on this video as it really does help. Also, let me know your thoughts down in the comments section below. What do you think of the two stocks I added? Maybe even a better question. What are the stocks that you guys are adding? 
in this market that we're in right now. I'd love to hear from you guys. I know a lot of people have been saying things like Square, uh, PayPal, those are kind of a hot topic right now. Alibaba, obviously, uh, we got some people buying, some people avoiding. I wanna hear from you guys. What are you buying down in the comment section below? Let me know. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, take a moment to subscribe. We're gonna be posting a crap ton of videos over the coming month and into the new year. I'm totally settled into my new house for those that have been curious and wondering and are still sticking around. I'll sooner or later get a house tour up on the second channel. For those that haven't subscribed there, you can check that out as, out as well. It's the channel just at Brandon Beavis. I recently did a cooking video on there and had a ton of fun doing that and very well may do more. As always, of course, we do have our investing academy. If you're someone in Canada who just needs to learn more about the stock market, maybe you're so new, you need uh, kind of that launching pad, whatever it is, click the first link down below to check out our courses and training because we work with people all across Canada, every single province, all done online. You can go through our video training programs and basically get where you wanna be when it comes to uh, investing. That's our investing academy. It's that first link down in the description below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.